This time on episode 377 of Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., we discuss Jessica Jones Season 3, Episode 8, a.k.a. Camera Friendly, and Episode 9, a.k.a. I Did Something Today. I'm Stephen John Drew from the official GunnaGeek.com show, a weekly geek news podcast that is a part of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned, and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other awesome geeky shows at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. You have been granted clearance by director Alfonso Mac McKenzie. Stand by for a shield debriefing. All information to be discussed here is classified and may only be discussed among agents granted clearance by the S.H.I.E.L.D. director. Now it's time for your scheduled briefing. I'm Agent Michelle. And I'm producer of the show, Director SP. Welcome to Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. We're a Marvel Comic Universe fan show. The show is recorded on Sunday, May 23rd, 2021, live from the Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. studios and broadcast New York City-wide via www.geeks.live. Come join our live chat as we record. Michelle, happy National Taffy Day. I haven't had taffy in a long time. I just had it. Somebody went on a trip, I think, to Florida and brought it back and then brought it into the office. It was like the first thing that we've had in the office that people are like, oh, well, I'll try it because it's individually wrapped and stuff. So, yeah, I had a piece of taffy. It was two weeks ago or so. Hey. I like the videos of them making the taffy. Oh, yeah. I think that was one of the very first How Things Are Made episodes that I watched on the History Channel way back when, when the History Channel actually did history stuff or Discovery or whatever channel that show is on. Yeah, it, it's it's interesting. And it's a lot of bugger, bu- bugger. It's a lot of butter and sugar. One of the best two things of life. <laughs> it was invented in 1883 in Atlantic City. So it's been around for a while. I thought it might have been a 20th century thing, but no, it's a 19th century thing. So somebody came up with it. That's good. So if you enjoy a nice, you listener, I'm talking to you listener. If you enjoy a nice piece of taffy, let us know. And I know there's taffy connoisseurs out there. So uh, tell us where the best piece of taffy is that you've gotten. In the meantime, let's get on with the rest of the show. Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. is a fan-based podcast on the Marvel Cinematic and Comic Book Universes. Because of monetizing superhero work. you'd like to talk to us about Heroes for Hire, you can catch us on our website, legendsofshield.com. You can leave us a voicemail, 844-THE-BUS-1. That's 844-843-2871. You'd like to talk to us about how you would monetize yourself as a superhero. You can leave us a comment on our Facebook page at Legends of Shield Podcast. We're on Twitter at Legends of Shield. If you want to talk to us about the best idea that you've seen so far on monetizing a superhero, not comics like a real life superhero, you can catch us on our YouTube channel, YouTube.com/slash Geek. You can tell your Amazon device to enable Legends of Shield skill. You can talk to us about anything Marvel related on our Discord server at gunnageek.com slash Discord. And remember, Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. is a proud member of the gunnageek.com network. So Agent Lauren actually tried to be with us today. She couldn't make it. She's still recovering from her neck procedure that had happened a few 
weeks ago, months ago now, I believe, and she's still recovering from that. Nerves don't grow back that fast, about one centimeter a month. So she is hoping to be back next week, but she did try to be here for this week. And we're really looking forward to her coming back for Loki, but that's where she is right now. So it's just Michelle and I today. Michelle, I think we can handle it. I think so too. All right. So let's get into it. Jessica Jones, season three, episodes eight and nine, premiered on Netflix June 14th, 2019. Michelle, why don't you run down the creative team behind, aka Camera Friendly? This episode was directed by Steven Sergic, who has 62 directing credits starting in 1985, including one of the X-Files, one Eureka, seven Psych, six Warehouse 13, 10 episodes of Burn Notice, one of the Defenders, one of the Punisher, two Luke Cage, two Iron Fist, four Daredevil, one Runaways, three The Gifted, three Jessica Jones, three episodes of Lost in Space, four of the Umbrella Academy, and two of The Witcher. This episode was written by Scott Reynolds, who has seven writing credits starting in 2006, including nine Dexter, two episodes of The Following, two Iron Fist, two Inhumans, and four Jessica Jones. We won't blame Scott for Inhumans, although that's up for debate, but we won't do that on this show. So Scott Reynolds is the co-executive producer, the co-showrunner for season three of Jessica Jones, which we might have a discussion on that later. Steven Sturgic, I saw his name come up in the credits at the beginning of episode eight here, aka Camera Friendly, when I was watching it on the treadmill. And we have covered Steven Sturgic both on this podcast and uh, other podcasts out there. And he has a really storied career. And Sturgic, actually, he's second generation in Hollywood. I thought. I would have time. And because of the puppy in the house, I have not had the time. But I thought I was going to try to get a podcast that he's been on and listen to actually listen to him to uh, get some of his takes about directing in Hollywood, especially all the genre stuff that he's done. And uh, I I just couldn't pull it off because puppy, that's going to be my excuse for a while. Puppy, 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 10 week old puppy as of today inside the house. And uh, yeah, uh, puppy. Anyway. Were you excited when you saw Steven Sergic's name come up? Always. He's one of the ones I remember when we were in the you know, Starling Tribune, right? Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's just done so much. And yeah, it's just a lot, a lot, so much, so much yep. genre. So cool. So moving on to the second episode that we'll be covering today, episode nine of season three of Jessica Jones is AKA I did something today. It was directed by Jennifer Getzinger, who has 31 directing credits starting in 1998, including two episodes of Suits, one episode of Revenge. You might question why I like Revenge. Okay. Two episodes of The Return, two episodes of Agent Carter, one episode of The Man in the High Castle, excellent series, one episode of Daredevil, four episodes of Outlander, three total episodes of Jessica Jones, and two episodes of the hbo series westworld this episode of jessica jones was also written by lisa randolph who we've covered before has 10 writing credits starting in 2002 including seven episodes of being human four episodes of rain two episodes of star trek discovery about to enter into season four here four episodes of jessica jones and four episodes of the prodigal son The series Jessica Jones is based on the Marvel comic by Brian Michael Bendis and Michael Gatos. 
And season three showrunners include Melissa Rosenberg, who was the showrunner for the entire series of Jessica Jones, as well as Scott Reynolds, who came in just for the third season as the co-showrunner. All right, Michelle, I'm looking at your list. I'm looking at your notes here, and I think we got to cover the big item first. Dorothy Walker. That's a terrible thing that happened to Dorothy in these episodes. We go from seeing Dorothy do her thing with Jessica and Trish, not just Trish. Like she even wants to monetize Jessica. She's like, okay, you need a better superhero outfit. And Jessica, you know, we can get one for you and we can start, you know, monetizing this, getting appearances, getting this going, being just pure Dorothy. And then she gets brutally murdered. One of the things about this season, it actually gets bloodier. I'm going to just let everyone know it gets bloodier in the rest of the, yeah, it's almost like daredevil punisher. I mean, it gets out of all these seasons. This one's actually bloody, which is surprising because Jessica Jones is usually known for just, you know, punching people and, and everything. This actually gets, bloody there's some other brutal stuff that will happen but it's just rough and especially i mean why her this guy is just now he's even breaking his own rules dorothy's always been dorothy so it's not like she was ever lied about herself yeah she's not a great person but she's you know he did it just to get at jessica and trish especially jessica just to get you know really there and how they realize it too late is heartbreaking and trish finding her body this actually triggers the rest of trish's arc for the rest of the season her finding the body her reacting to her mother's death i miss dorothy i i had a love-hate relationship just like jessica and trish it was like a character that it was played perfectly because you loved her, you hated her, you found her annoying, but then you liked her. So, yeah. So, first of all, I just want to say for anybody that hasn't listened to a previous episode of Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., I have not seen anything more than what we're covering for Jessica Jones, but Michelle has seen the entire season and by de facto the entirety of the Defenders on Netflix. And I am not cognizant of what happens i haven't been spoiled on the final four episodes of jessica jones so that is why michelle is being a little coy with some of the things that she's saying Uh, i don't know it gets bloodier or not but uh, thanks for the warning there i i appreciate that as for dorothy here i kind of saw it coming because they started to review everything in her past they reviewed the fact of what she did with trish covering old wounds basically one more time she got to rep jessica and trish as superheroes basically well trish not so much but she got to rep jessica officially as a superhero and then she got to be on camera herself and i saw all that and i was like okay this is what's happening plus salinger is an incredible person that does a lot of research so he knows everything there is to know publicly at least about the people that he is associating with or going up against or or whatever so he knew that dorothy was i mean it's public knowledge anyway in this universe but he knew that 
Dorothy was Jessica's stepmom or not really stepmom, I guess adopted mom is is the better. Yeah. Adopted mom. And uh, he doesn't know about Trish yet. He does as of what happens in these episodes, but prior to Dorothy's murder, he didn't know. So this is more of him going against Jessica. And then he unwittingly taps into the whole thing with Trish. And yeah, I, I don't think it's done with Trish. This is, the doors that opened with these two episodes with Trish were pretty obvious. I mean, she was going through that discovery within her hideout uh, hotel room. She had the whole having to go ID the body, even though she's the one who found Dorothy dead to begin with. And then the whole thing with both Salinger and Jerry knowing who she is now. And, and that's, but for the, Jessica and Trish not to have secured Dorothy a little bit more. I'm going to put a little bit of blame on the two of them because Salinger knew so much about their lives. I don't understand why they didn't try at least to put her in protective custody. I don't know if Dorothy would have wanted that or not, but they didn't even mention that they didn't even try. So I'm going to put a teensy little bit of plot blame on Jessica and Trish about what happened here because it's something that. I would have wanted it's standard in a lot of criminal shows and movies where you want to protect the whole family, put them in like witness protection and something like that. And, and they didn't even try this time. So I don't know. It didn't sit well with me. The fact that nothing was done and of course she was vulnerable. So Salinger got to her. Salinger was also really big about the misdirection of when he was showing pictures it wasn't of a blonde woman he wasn't following trish he was following somebody else so a little bit of misdirection on his part anyway so that's dorothy jessica made a huge decision which is going to have ramifications but made a huge decision in these two episodes didn't she michelle yeah she destroyed evidence for salinger he knows who trish is because Salinger is like either help me get free or I spill everything about Trish and Trish will get arrested and this all this stuff will happen to Trish. So destroy this evidence that you worked really hard to get. So that way I can go free and do stuff and other stuff. And here's the thing. As we can see, as the viewer, we see Jerry Hogarth is hell-bent on leather to unmask Trish anyway. So it's going to happen. And then Jessica is just going to look at things and go, oh, man, I shouldn't have gotten Salinger off because Trish is going to be out in the public anyway. And that was the one thing, the reason why she was trying to save Trish from Salinger was so that she didn't get outed. She's not responsible for anything, not legally responsible for anything and that sort of thing. So uh, this is definitely going to have ramifications. Also, I would say it has ramifications with Costa too, because Costa, I don't think he's, at first I thought when he came to the apartment that he was playing it up, that he wasn't being completely honest, that he was trying to drive Jessica towards guilt basically and, and have her fess up on what happened. But Costa, he didn't, do that i think he was just telling jessica what was going on that he's out of the picture at least for now that he was too close to somebody that was powered and that he is out of the game now 
and I don't know if that's going to be true for the next four episodes or not, but he's effectively on leave and it's going to affect him because once he finds out, once that image comes out about Trish being the masked woman, it's going to cause a cascade of things and cost is going to be one of them. And I know you can't say anything about that because you don't want to spoil anything, but I just see that happening. And uh, I really feel for Costa because he's going through some stuff. And, you know, if you're involved with a cop in a relationship, I don't care what kind of a relationship that is. He's obviously, I don't know if he's married or not. Yeah, he's married. He's married. Okay. So if you marry a cop, you're going to have situations that happen here. So I think that was played up a little bit and not realistic, but maybe I'm off base there. The whole, oh, you have to go to work now because you're a cop and I married a cop. It's like when you marry a firefighter. I have to leave now because there's a fire. Oh, you have to leave because you had to do, yeah, that's, you married a firefighter. You know, that's what we do. So, yeah, you marry a cop, you know what you're getting into. They're going to leave. They're going to have weird hours. Yeah. Maybe this gets a little bit into the showrunner or the story for this whole season. and. I just don't, I didn't feel like it pulled off. And it's not like we can blame COVID because this all happened pre-COVID. It was 2018 when it was filmed, came out in 2019. So, yeah. And it's just, if you've watched any sort of crime drama, cop drama, you see that manufactured, even in The Wire, it was like, you were never there for me. It's like, I'm a detective. How could I be? Or it's, I don't know, so many cop dramas where they can't date or they can't have a balanced family life it's one of the reasons why i like brooklyn 99 is because terry cruz's character you know he has a family and you know he works hard to to maintain the balance but his wife knows that he's a cop and it's you know stuff like that so i have a lot to say i mean i started saying it last time about jerry hogarth i have a lot to say about jerry hogarth but you know what i'm going to give you the first pass on talking about Jerry Hogarth. I think we're about to say about the same things about Jerry Hogarth in slightly different ways, but I'm going to let you have the first pass. I don't care about your love life, Jerry. Yep. That's part of it. And the other thing, this whole Malcolm, Zaya, Jerry, Kith drama, this four way drama that's going on between them, whether they know each other or not. Yeah. I'm going to go take a nap because whatever I don't, it just, uh, she is such a good actor and to twist her character like this, she's playing it well, right? But to twist her character like this, it's like, I don't care. I don't, I just, I want to get to what's going on with the superpowered stuff. I mentioned it last time where the stuff that you want to see in a superhero show by Marvel, and this is not it, but we're getting Jerry Hogarth. Yeah. I don't know what happens in the next four episodes. Quite frankly, I don't care other than I know she's going to put more wrenches into the gears and cause things to go south really quick because she's being vindictive. She's got a terminal illness. She really just doesn't care. And she is a wild card. It's like mm, in real life, I guess this happens, but I don't want it in my drama. Yeah. The actor is doing a lot with the crap she's been given. And it's crap. I'm not going to shy away from it. This storyline is just, no, just, yeah, I'm done. I'm done with talking about Jerry. 
done with that. Carrie Ann Moss, I could talk about forever, but oh yes, yeah, Jerry Hogarth, whatever, yeah. Jillian, I love every. If there's an opposite in the show, I love every oh, single God. scene that Jillian's in. Jillian is the superhero assistant. I don't know. It's like, is she the best assistant or is she the best assistant? The way she just comes back and it's like, okay, this is what you need to do. And we're on it now. And, oh, this is what's happening. She's amazing. I just enjoy every interaction back and forth. She doesn't win every scene that she's in. If you want to call it, you know, an argument or a discussion or whatever, she doesn't win every, but she wins a lot of them. And it's just fun watching her. She is the best assistant. (laughs) Absolutely. So Eric comes back and I was scratching my head. Why am I seeing other than he's like, a, I guess a regular on the series, the season. I'm like, why did he come? I know why he came back, but why did he come? I, at this point in the story, I don't need him to come back. And yet he comes back and like, uh, okay. It's a repeat of season two where we had Oscar. That was his name. Oscar. Yeah. Who was in this season too. Well, not really. No, you see him once he's gone. Right. Right. He's gone. So last season, he was the plot boyfriend because eventually she needed him because of the whole fake document thing. And now here we have another plot boyfriend because, well, boyfriends really, I'm not going to say the the actual term because we're a clean podcast. I'll just say boyfriend. (laughs) It's because that's not what he is, but we're a clean podcast. And it's just like, he's there. And why? It's like, I get a headache around bad people, but what qualifies as bad? That's what gets me. I mean, obviously, child pornography and wanting to kill people, that's bad. But then, I don't know, there's just certain things, you know, the corrupt cop, yeah, that's bad. But there's just certain things that, I don't know, I uh, didn't pay my parking ticket. Is that going to get me like a two on your headache scale? I don't know. I don't understand. But anyway, the apparently the more evil you are, he gets a headache and aspirin won't help. Yeah, I, I was wondering that because Jessica, essentially, she's a good person, but she doesn't make all the best choices, right? She makes questionable choices and yet he doesn't get a headache around her. So is it just pheromones? Is he infatuated with her? I mean, he he basically orchestrated stuff at the beginning to be around her which i'm continually wondering is he a red hair i don't really know we'll just see how this all pans out but when it comes down to it he's another character that i really don't care about yeah we got a little bit of backstory to him but it's like it's not endearing to me whatsoever just a person for jessica jones and then he causes the big thing here and and now jessica's got to come to a decision does she turn him in because she kind of knows what happened uh, she can't prove it but at least she can direct the cops in his way or something like that i don't know what's going to happen but this is all messed up and it's like stuff i think you mentioned last time that if you could point to one thing in this series that have has gone a different way like very early on it changes the whole thing well we get that every single episode where this is like Three or four things every single episode. If this doesn't happen, then everything just the series doesn't happen. In this case, Eric killing the cop, Nowbauer, Nussbomber, or whatever, 
appearing to kill the cop. He's okay. being accused to be of killing the cop right now. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. There's video evidence uh, that we see on the screen that makes it appear like he killed the cop. But who knows? Salinger might have done it. I have no idea. Yeah. And then you have Trish, who is like, I did all this work. And that's sort of, you know, like the titles, you know, camera ready, you know, camera friendly. That's like her mom, like Trish doing her thing and then bringing on her mom. And then I did something today. Trish is like, look at what I did. And I scratched Salinger's face. And now you've ruined everything for me, Jessica. I did something and now you've ruined it. And Jessica's like, you just don't understand. And that's Trish, these two episodes. (laughs) Oh, this season. Another thing we got in these episodes is the reference to the raft. You remember the raft is somewhere in the ocean and it's where all the super powered bad people are and you remember falcon and we're a soldier that's where zemo is chilling out right now so we got the raft reference in these episodes this is these two episodes we had dorothy come to a tragic end and we will see what happens when we cover the rest of the season so next sunday we're actually going to do all of the rest of the four episodes which is episode 10, a.k.a. Hero Pants, episode 11, a.k.a. Hellcat, episode 12, a.k.a. A Lot of Worms, and episode 13, a.k.a. Everything. So we have to go deal with a home maintenance issue, probably has to do with the sewer, on our way out. like to thank everyone who listens to the show downloads us watches on youtube and of course interacts with us whether it is twitter or youtube comments or discord we appreciate it very much so thank you for hanging out with us thank you for listening if you want to leave us feedback go to gunageek.com and you will find all our contact information and other shows You can also visit legendsofshield.com where you'll find our complete archive of podcasts. The music heard on this podcast is by Kevin McLeod, found at incompetech.com and also artists on pond5.com and audiojungle.net. The opinions heard on this podcast are those of the individual hosts and do not represent Stargate Pioneer Productions, Legends of Shield, or Gunna Geek. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is the property of the Disney Corporation, Marvel Studios, and ABC. No infringement is intended. Hello. Hello. What up? Uh, it's Sunday. It is. Sunday. Good puppy weekend for me. Oh, really? went down to her job for four days she left on friday she'll be back tuesday so yeah eh, tired me taking care of the puppy and trying to do everything else like i mowed the lawn today and was doing other things yesterday so yeah oh oh yeah i just paid someone to do the lawn you know to do the to do the lawn today oh i'm so tired from that (laughs) (laughs) i yeah i would except for it's transitioning of seasons so I make my lawn longer 
in the dry summer. So I'm already at the top of my mower level G, which I believe is four and a half inches uh, long, which is long. But yeah, if I don't do that, then it burns up. We won't get rain here probably until Wednesday. So yeah, I wish I could. I didn't. There are a couple of kids in the neighborhood that do it, but you only get them once a week. Anywho. Anywho's. I also did lawnmower maintenance, which is something you don't have to do when you pay somebody else. Exactly. I put a new spark plug in and changed out the air filter and it worked a lot better. I still think that carburetor needs to be changed, but it's all stuff that I've learned. If I took it in to get maintained, it'd be over $200 to change the oil, put a new spark plug in. When spark plugs, three bucks, put a new air filter in, air filter five, ten bucks, and then put a new blade on. What else do they do? I mean, they say they check it over, but I don't think they really do. So anyway, I could save more than 200 bucks by doing it myself. So I do. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, um, mom used to, you know, like doing the, she didn't mind it, but then she's just got tired of doing it, which I don't blame her. And with my allergies, uh, yeah, because the person that does ours does a lot of the, because they're local, so they do a lot of the ones here in the neighborhood. So it's the same day. So and then it's just like, oh gosh, right. So it's like pay someone to do it and let my mom relax and enjoy her day off and stuff. Yeah. So it was like I can do it. My college roommate moved states because he couldn't handle the allergies in Oklahoma. So they now live in Idaho. Oh, wow. Yeah. I think Idaho is closer to some of her family or his wife's family. Although I don't think they live in Idaho. I think they live in Washington state, but it's closer up there than it is in Oklahoma. Yeah. Oh, I have not been. I was in their house in Oklahoma. And then they sold it, and then that big tornado actually destroyed it. Like two weeks after they moved out, they'd sold it. Oh wow! Closed on it, and a tornado destroyed it. And they're like, oh, "What a great time to move!" Yeah, but I feel for the people who bought it. Yeah, fortunately they hadn't moved in yet, but they had the insurance and everything. So, wow. So we have two episodes today. Yep. Four episodes next week. Yep. Then we'll be done with Netflix. Done, 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 done. So, ironically, I've had a lot of house stuff go wrong. I still have that water softener issue. What they did did not fix it. Oh. I had another guy over, well, same guy actually, over on Saturday. And he said, yep. It was the used, the new used part that I put in. It's not doing it. So we'll see if we have another one back at the office and we don't, we'll get you a new brine tank. I said, well, that's what you said the last time you were here. And I told you guys over the phone that it was the same issue. So I was expecting a new part or a new brine tank. And he was like, I'm just here to diagnose it. Like, eight. So I'm expecting a call. From it's Culligan, you know, hey Culligan man, you know those commercials. Yep. Yeah, it's Culligan. So I'm expecting a call from Culligan tomorrow, which I took off because I'm babysitting the puppy, and to schedule some other time for the rest of the week. So we'll see. 
how that goes. Also on Saturday, I got blood work done in a hospital. Ooh. Because it was the only laboratory that was open on a Saturday. It was just a standard lipid test, but I had no idea. Just to get a blood test at the hospital, you have to register, you have to go through all your insurance and everything. You, you can't just show up and get your blood drawn yet. You know, go through this hour long thing in order to get to the lab. And hey, what was really great was the, and I forget what they call it, let's just call it lab tech. So the lab tech was obviously hung over. God. So I was like, okay, let's see if we could stick the vein. And if she misses, at least I'm in the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> she did great. She, so maybe she was honing her skills a little bit better because of the, uh, the hangover. But uh, that was, uh, that was great. Yeah. It's funny now. Now it's funny. Then it wasn't funny, but now it's funny. Yeah. So it actually was the only place. So my state lifted the mask mandate and like most of the stores have lifted them. So it was the only place that I had to wear a mask in in the past few days. I'm fully vaccinated. So technically I'm, I'm within the rules and stuff, but. How's your dad? He's doing okay. Get this. Get this. Throughout everything, what they found, in addition to everything, is he has purple tunnel. So now he has to have purple tunnel surgery on his same hand. Aww. And it's going to be June 1st, and I am driving up there June 2nd for a few days for my sister's birthday. So I get the grouchy dad coming out of surgery de-drugified again yes perfect yeah yeah and of course he won't be up to doing anything so i don't mind i'll be doing everything if we launch the boat i'll launch the boat i've done it before just future sp remember to put the plug in (laughs) saying that now Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. is copyright 2013 through 2021.